the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Hi everybody, I'm Kevin and I'm playing Rustle. I'm Michael with Torvald. Ernesto here playing Truco. And I'm Ellie and I'll be playing Dana. And I'm Philip, your dungeon master for Savage Tales of Ebron, the Mourners of Lazar camp season one, you have to determine. And thank you everybody for listening. And for tonight's background question to get us started, which of your old friends do you miss the most? Where are they and what is your fondest memory of them? Oh, well, for me, it's it's uh, it's Nevitali. He's one of them Far Eastern mind reader martial art types. Also, he's one of the main shift bartenders for the Hand of Plenty. He's still there, far as I know. He's the one that heard my nightmares and taught me not necessarily how to beat him, but at least how to not wake up half the ship with the screaming what comes with him. It's really hard to not like Nevi. And believe me, I, I tried. I was working, when I first got that security detail gig on the hand, I put on my best scowl and tough guy act and I tried not to make friends with anyone. And it lasted for maybe four or six weeks. But eventually, I don't know, maybe I was lonesome, but I came up to the bar one night before my shift started and Nevi was already working. The, the Harpy sisters, they were there, they were warming up on stage. And I asked for a spot of tea and he smiled and asked if I'd ever had a Darren tea before. Hadn't. Asked if I took it with sugar and I said no. He gave me a look after that, but he served it anyways. And uh, we talked, I drank. It was, it was a bit of a slow week. We were moving from one location to another and our passengers weren't really the party type. They're happy enough for the ferry. But when the cup was empty, he said, all right, pot's on me and poured another cup and said, this time try it with sugar more than you think. And I did. And I don't know, but that was that was the first night since the day of mourning that I really felt I might be able to do this. I might just be okay giving this thing a shot. And you see, Nevi's an empath. He's, he can read people as in their their thoughts. And he can also talk with his thoughts, too. Both are really useful skills for bartending. We wound up becoming sparring partners, too. On the lower decks, there's a sort of gym rec area for crew members doing the more physical acts. And, and we just converted it over to uh, a full-on gym space. And so he put my ass on the map more times than I can count. Uh, I said we were trained in CQC in, in the Queen's Guard, which is true, but he taught me how to do some fights below ship decks, and that was real useful. But he always said I, I telegraphed my moves, but what are you gonna do against a mind reader, right? So, but that, but that was my fondest memory of Nebitali, was 
was was drinking that Adaran tea with sugar, and we became friends after that. I hope he's doing well. But you thought about naming him with the same Korai back name as uh, your other character. Yeah, Nevitash did come up in, in my in my head, but I wanted to go with something something different. Yeah. Well, some may know me well, or they would consider my memory loose. I've had many a heckler accuse me before of my tellings of being like they came from a recollec recollection like a sieve. And this is just totally untrue. Now, sometimes... I may take that confusion, this popular myth that dwarves have poor memory, I may take it to my advantage now and again, but I remember very many events of importance. It's just the details of their occurrence that frankly are just not important, so off they go. Now there was one individual that I want to remember very well to myself. It's been over eight decades now since his death, and recalling our shared tales has admittedly become difficult as I grow older. But recently I've I've been pleasantly surprised. Some of these tales have been coming back to me as well. Now I have one of his prodigies fighting by my side, and I see much of him in Dana, and it warms my heart. I'm talking about Daryl, Daryl Moreno. He was a blade mark back in the early days of the last war from a family of uh, physicians originally. But when war came calling, he took up the sword and, and went to the local blade mark uh, office. There's an Eberron word for this that I'm forgetting. Well, early in the war, uh, Danieth was mostly based out of Karnath, and well, their driving principle with how they arranged things was that they never wanted to have any blade marks fighting against each other on opposite sides of a front. And that was pretty difficult at times to tactically arrange things with their supposed neutrality. What wound up happening was that there were a good number of blade marks that were committed to Brelish lands, as with Deneath being in Karnath. Brelish was far away, and they'd never wind up fighting any Karnathy blade marks. And this is where I met Gerald. I have, uh, according to my recollection, we were on a very important fort on the borders of Thrain and Breland, and it was very early in the last war during the initial onslaught of Thrain's first push into Breland. I was sitting there with Gerald on the battlements in the calm before the storm. There was this tumult of commotion. It was dawn. There was soldiers rushing around the, the castle and up the ramparts onto the battlements and orders being thrown around. But uh, to me and him, everything seemed quiet. It was our, our first big battle. And I looked over at Gerald, and I overheard him saying, ha, huh, that's interesting. And he was checking his pulse. And I, I chuckled and, and wondered out loud why. And he never did tell me until after the battle was over. He, we were exhausted and resting, and he said, well, Torlin, the, the, the first half of my career, I had always wondered how I'd 
react on a psychological and physiological level to combat, being a, a physician. You hear all the stories and, and read all the books, but you just don't know how you're going to react until it happens and you're in the thick of it. I was curious as a physician as to how I was handling the situation. I, I took my own pulse and, uh, well, that's one of my earliest memories of, of, of Gerald. And that's it. Well, in Juku's case, an old friend of his would be one that he met on his previous ship. One of the crewmates, a halfling, a halfling with, to the name of uh, Jamil. He was, at first, there was some of, amount of conflict between the two. Trucus has a natural habit of making people hate him at first glance, but they later found out that both have a particular appreciation for knife throwing. And from that point, they both started to grow a form of friendship into a healthy competition aboard the ship, trying to, to the detriment of the crew sometimes, to, to set in places to aim and, and, and trying to best each other's with each other in, in, in some ways, sometimes trying to find how much drunk can we get and still aim the knives at, at good points. I remember I, the, the fondest memory, memory Truco has about him is uh, one time the, the ship was uh, taking supplies near Lorne Halal, Halan and they both went out out to to a bar and they got really really drunk to the point that they just slept slept there without any knowledge that the ship was about to went out the next morning and had to rush on and swim most part of the journey to get back to the ship which was about to sail out and he he tended to be an angry type of halfling he'd like Every time he, he did lose to Truco, he was quite... Which was half the time, to be fair. He was really good at throwing knives. He is probably around. And uh, yeah, he has a fond memory of him. He was the, the closest person he had after getting into the piracy. Well, the house done at the 85th was True. pretty tight-knit overall. You wind up deployed for six years, that's what happens. But the problem is when you're deployed for that long, well, people come and people go. And only I'd only been on the Carnathy front for about six months when we lost some people and their replacements came from Metro a few weeks later. And one of them was this elven woman Name of Valador Nettie from Eston, she said. Definitely not Metrol. Oh, no, no. She made that very clear she was from Eston. It's hard sometimes to, for newcomers to join that club, for lack of a better word. But Maz was always made a point of being really welcoming to anyone new who came in, and I followed his lead on that. And uh, wasn't long before me and Vala were more than a little inseparable she had the <laughs> bleakest sense of humor 
I've ever heard. But in a in a strange way, that's what helped her stay optimistic all the time. She'd be she'd be making the most morbid jokes in the face of everything. And that was her way of of believing that we'd get through it. Yeah. And in in turn she was she is the only person in the rank and file after I ever really let my hair down around. Yeah. This one time we were on leave in Seaside. Yeah, we we hit the docks, hit the taverns on the docks, got more than a few drinks in us, and she started talking about how she she had joined up as a mercenary hoping that she would get a contract somewhere far away and get to see Corvair. She she was happy that she didn't wind up having a fight against Seer. That was that was the risk we all took when we joined up. But she she'd been hoping she wouldn't have to stay in Seer. And it was I asked her where she wanted to go and where she wanted to see when the war was over. And for some reason, she was real hung up on going to Staralaskar of all places. Not Rope, not Sharn, Staralaskar. And I asked her why, and she said it was because. It was a place no one really talked about. It was always getting overlooked by Rote and Sharn in, in people's imagination and people's fancy. But what she'd heard of it, she knew it was this kind of the last stop on the lightning rail before going even more exciting places. And she wanted to ride the rail to Staralaskar and just watch people come and go. She, she was always one for keeping an eye out for anyone who fell through the cracks. Uh, the last time I saw Vala was the day Mizella was killed. I, I'd made myself scarce as I could after after that debrief, and uh, she caught me on my way to the, my tent to pack. She, she knew I was going. She knew I was going, and she, she wanted me to stay in spite of everything. She thought that Maybe with Maz gone, I could be a buffer between Captain Haller and everyone else the way he was. And also, she just didn't want me to go, and I didn't want to leave her. But, well, that's what happened next. As far as I know, she never ratted me out. I don't know if she survived the war or not. I hope she did. I hope she made it to Star Alaska. And if she's out there, I hope I'll find her one day. Nice. Thank you, everyone. I believe Torlin has our recap for last session. Yes, indeed. Well, what happened last session? I didn't get to see very much of it because I was primarily preoccupied with the business and the squabbles of the seagulls, of which I seem to be caught in the crossfire continuously. But what I did hear was from Druko's mouth that... Yes, my goddaughter was coming into her own, and she had finally staged a plan to to get us out of this mess, just as I knew she would. And the plan, as Truco retold it to me, was that we were going to act tonight. Dana had spoken with some of the new crewmates, of whom we really knew nothing about, one of them being a dark-skinned fellow named Dunao, and uh, she had good hope that we would be able to have them help us in, in this attempt to wrest control of the ship from the Storm Reavers. And the plan, I would summarize as 
we're going to try and divide and conquer by locking doors or something along those lines. Now we'll get to see this brings us to the here and now and I myself am still locked up on this mizzen mast and we will see if I get to be fish bait, I get to dine with Narwhal in the Devourer's Locker or we get to give those Storm Reavers what's coming to them and I get to crack some skulls. Do the thing that Torlin does second best. It is early morning of the 11th of Olorun. And if you check out the calendar, particularly on the compact mode, you guys are choosing a fortuitous time because there's no full moons out tonight. And in fact, there's only a couple moons that are even more than half full. But so it's, it's a darker night. Only Ear and Nivum. Would you pronounce how would you pronounce that now? Nim? 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 I'm not sure there's a V in there. I think it's just a two M's, right? Let's do Nim. Nim's crown. Huh. I'm boring. It's a pretty dark evening out, particularly at four o'clock in the morning where a lot of the moons have set already. Not many of them very bright. It's it's fortuitous in that regard. So for my benefit, I understand the the sketch of things. If I remember correctly, the well, Truco's going up on deck, rescuing Torlin, taking out the watch that's on the deck. Yes. Right? And if I thought I made it clear in between chat, there's two swabs on deck, and there's Patchy at the helm. So there's three up on deck. That's okay. pretty typical in the evening. Then concurrently... Dana and the rest of the crew are going to go after those that are sleeping, the crew members that are sleeping in the uh, middle deck, I nope, believe, not, and not or, quite. yeah, at not some point, quite. well. I'm uh, going to walk that back for a moment. Dana's going to be supporting Truco up on deck as an overwatch in in case things don't go awesome up there for him, even though we all know he can handle himself. Air shit. Uh, at least he thinks so. Yeah. Yeah, but Dana's going to be back up for Truco and then and then float back down below decks while Truco and Torlin do their thing. We have to consider the possibility of Lagra having catnip. <laughs> There's going to be an attempt to bar the doors to the officers' quarters while the crew are taken care of. That's Bruskel is going to be hoping right. to, to crew the or bar the door, yes. Do we do we know First off, I didn't get the part to which time is will be now, or if things are. We are we are starting this now. It's like this is. I think we planned this to be like in the morning, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard about like four, about four a.m. Oh, right. And and do we know what? Who are the swabs that are on watch? Do we do we know something that um, we are aware yeah. of? Manheim and uh, Sarina. She's okay. she's a new crew member from the. Uh, she's one of the crew members that came over from the Majestic Griffin. We don't know them, so. No, Mahim was in the the very 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 yeah. first fight. Mahim, you know. Yeah. Ah, Mahim. Yeah, yeah. We don't pick his. They are not our friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go and follow Kevin's words of wisdom and, and do that. Yeah. 
unless there's anything else you all want to talk about with all of this, my main question is timing. Because mm-hmm. you're going to lack, well, first of all, is what is Dana doing Overwatch mean? Is she going to sneak and climb across the ship and go with Truco to the poop deck? Or does that mean something else? Um, so. Because my understanding is, Truco, you're climbing out the side of the ship like you did before. Yes. Yeah. Now, like, I, I do have, I do have a rope and grappling hook. So if, if this is a thing where uh, Tru, Truco can, in his more skilled fashion, easily climb up, secure a line, and, and help pull me up, I think that's the best way to go. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's not going to be pulling up. You could secure a line to help you, yes, but you're going to be going crossways across the ship, right? Uh, I was talking about getting up onto the main deck from below. What are you talking about? So my understanding, you're over where Dana is, correct? Truco is essentially going to be going out of a window, climbing across the side of the ship to get back to the rear of the Yeah. What? Order of action in terms of what uh, Truco will try to do what we talk about which was to try to kill everyone on the on the deck first before trying to help Tolan if things went south the idea is that Dana was will be able to notice it right which was probably well, that's that's one of the things likely. I don't understand yeah what does Dana being overwatch mean I think yeah it can, it can be for her to be on the on the on the stairs going up to the deck but near enough to hear or to see, but not necessarily to be seen, right? Uh, that That's how I imagine it, at least. Like, yeah, my understanding was that Truco wasn't going to go up the side of the ship. He was going to go up either from, well, if he was going to go up from the side of the ship, he's not going to Torlin first. He's trying to eliminate guards. Dana, I think, is going to be positioned at the top of the, the stairs between the, the gun deck and the main deck. And essentially, if an alarm gets sounded, then she springs into action and tries to help that out while Russ moves into phase two. I think Russell is going to wait for either an okay from the topside crew or an alarm, at which point the, the gun deck ambush gets sprung and Russ is going to try to bar the door before it opens. Uh, I think it's the avoiding an alarm is, is my first priority. I think it makes the most sense to just put Russ on a clock and say average estimate is it's it's gonna take Truco ten minutes to do his thing, wait ten minutes, then start your thing. Okay. I can roll with that. But but yeah, again, point is Truco is not gonna be doing the, the scaling to get to Torlin like he did to deliver him food. I think he's gonna try and take out the watch first or yeah. Uh, or he's, he's going to go full, you know, either Assassin's Creed or Hitman on this, depending on which franchise you like more. Uh, I, like, uh, I like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so I, I'm probably going on, so the, on the mast and to the rigging. Can get token over to the but, main deck? Because right now I just have a black... Oh, no, there's the there's the crew cores. Yeah, I'm on the gun deck right now. Maybe it's not. But yeah, I think I think so, goes. So Dana's for, uh, going up near the door, which yeah. will put Dana up. I'm moving Dana. I can't see where she went. This is everything so far apart. <laughs> All right. So if you come up here out front, of, out out of the galley, yeah, you're near the door onto the main deck. Yeah. Truco, before getting out or starting to to, 
to get into stealth mode, let me say. He will have a moment uh, in which to place his hand on, on, on one side of the wall of, this, of the ship and try to hear the creaks and cracks of, of, the, of it and, and say, hear me out. I, I know that we haven't been together that much and I know that maybe we met each other in um, adversary circumstances, I would say, but this, the people that are uh, commanding you right now are totally awful, despiteful people. So the thing that we are doing now, it's for your own good. And I hope you help us with that. So I'm talking to the ship. And then... I'll give you Betty for that. Hold up just a second before before yeah. you leave, Dana. It, can I cast Warrior's Gift on Truco? Or is that cell phone? Yeah. Well, read it, I believe. Yeah, it says range is touch, so... Yeah, now yeah. also look at duration, too. If you're going to have Russ go off in 10 minutes, the duration is less than a minute. No, I want to cast on Truco. I'm just... Yeah. How much it, it lasts? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it only lasts five rounds, so it'll yeah. last thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. You have a way to boost the stealth. So I, don't know, but I don't know what exactly Warriors Gift does. Uh, it's it a gives lot of things. Anyone combat edge. So what I I can't do anything to improve it, your stealth, Ernesto, but I could. Uh, give you free runner for an added plus two to your athletics rolls to climb and ignore difficult ground. Yeah, I would probably use my shifter ability, so probably won't have a problem with it. I mean, if you have a, maybe something that helps with the drop and, and and having extra damage with that or something along those lines, that would be useful. But I don't know if that if there is any that's edge sneaking that based, does that. and there's not really any combat yeah. edges that do that. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't so give that. No. Yeah. It was a thought. No, that's a good idea. Now, Russ, what I'll tell you, crew's a bit interspersed. The lights are down in the gun deck, so you're not, you likely can't see everything. But there's some people that are asleep up over here, some people that sleep down over here, and there's also some that sleep up towards the bow of the ship. They're mostly some of the majestic griffin ones. You may not be able to see them at the moment because there's not much light during the nighttime and whatnot, but you would know they're there because everybody's been sleeping in the same spot for the last couple nights. And Truco, what, how are you planning on getting up top? Probably the best approach would be for, I mean, I would probably go to the, get to the side of the ship, one of the, maybe one of the gunners entries, like windows, and I'm trying to get out from there and climb up. And then probably yep. try to take some of the rigging and get up in the rigging as, as stealthily as I can. My objective is to be above and to be able to see the swabs and whoever's in, up the deck. And so is 10 minutes what Russ is waiting for? I, I think the 10 minutes was just kind of thrown out as Dana would Dana would have a better sense of, of the battle timing of what Truco would need. But Can, can I make a battle roll to, to get us? A- to judge the the timing on climbing across going pop 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 and including for a little bit to go wrong sure all right why am i pulling up my card when it's already up <clears throat> it's a four i'm gonna hold with a four to answer that effectively 
So you're just looking you're looking for a judge amount of time for it takes them to sneak up on the deck and just take out the ones on top, not necessarily to free toil them, right? I think I do. I think I would want the the estimate for freeing Torlin to have uh, Cause, well, about that to get his sense, and then. And yeah. I talk. I did talk about how difficult did that the shackles were. Yeah. Uh, to my my up. ultimate goal, what I'm going for here, is for things to be as quiet as possible before Truco and Torlin go to attack Lagra. Um. Because a brawl on the weapon deck will probably wake her up. <laughs> right, but I believe, well, given that information, I, I would say your answer is probably that it would probably take him, he thinks the lock would take a couple minutes to pick, probably. So you're looking probably like five to seven minutes, just Truco taking care of everything up top. However, if your goal is to keep it quiet before Lagra's attacked, you're not planning on making any noise here on the weapons deck. You're planning on taking out the crew while they're asleep. So I think we don't want the crew, the gun deck crew to attack to start until we think that Truco is, until we think that Torlin is freed or we start hearing noises from the top deck, I think is the the sort of plan for orchestration. Somebody correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah. I think we want to, I think we want a time estimate for Truco to take out the, the entire top deck and free Torlin. Five, five to seven minutes. Yeah. Now, there are hostiles sleeping amongst you guys. Like Phil was saying, and, and the, the going around and snick, snick, snick. Yeah, so Russ is not going to signal the start of that attack for five to seven minutes once Truco leaves the gun port. Shit goes south. Or shit goes south. We start hearing noises. Yeah. All right, Truco. Now, again, it's something to consider because you would know this, Truco, because it's your ability. Mm -hmm. When you shift, shifting only lasts for about a minute. Yes. And then if you try and shift again sooner, uh, it will it's, make me it's taxing on you like, and it's challenging. Yeah. Um, right. So just keep that in mind for when you decide to use the shifting. Yeah, no, I would, I would prefer to start strong and, and do the sh my shifting ability right on mainly to get up on the deck from the side and and then sure. quickly get on the rigging without being noticed sure yeah go ahead and give me uh an athletics roll i believe you're at well, you're not through any rigging yet so just uh plus two plus two athletics let's go first roll of this uh that's an eight nice that's good for a success with the race. So you have no problem climbing up the ship. I am moving it over. Now you would come Actually, also give me a stealth check, too. Yeah. That's the one I worry about. And that's a five. On the dice, do you have a minus one from something? Uh, from fatigue. fatigue? Ah. Yes. From the cat. From Ooh, the cat. Poopy. The cat to the cat. Oh, poopy. Cat get... Yeah, the cat got cat. Yeah. Yep. So you come out around here truco now the closest rigging right to you is right up the main mast this is a three-masted ship so you do have three masts to choose from it is certainly uh without swinging and whatnot it's easier to get to a particular mast from down here on the deck than it is from up top up top you you would have more risk in trying to get to a different mast by swinging and all that stuff that makes sense yeah 
given that I have the rope monkey edge, isn't that like? Oh, easy, I'm not like, saying you don't have the ability to do it. Oh, I'm talking oh, right. about doing Difficulty. it without being seen. Yeah. You you would have to take more effort to easily get from one mast to the next than from to up move high around the than mast. you would from climbing down on the decks. So I'm just giving you that information so you can choose which way you go about doing it, what mast you're trying to get to. So, sorry again, because I, I think I misinterpreted. So it's easier to go from mast to mast to... It's easier or, or that it's hard... It's... Sorry. <laughs> the, the stealth... I, I don't know how, how I'm phrasing this, but I can be more stealthy, you say, by swinging from mass to mass than rather to go down down to the deck or the otherwise. You, I didn't get. You think it's easier to be stealthy? Yeah. Climbing up to a, the mast you want to be up, rather than trying to swing from one mast to the next. Oh, all right. Most of the most of the rigging comes from the bait from the deck of the ship up to a particular mast. So there's there's a lot to climb there. There's less rigging that goes from one mast to the next. Oh, I understand. Great. So okay. first thing, uh, another thing I want to do, and I don't know how much if, if that is taxing in any way in whatever other thing I want to do, I, I wouldn't do it. But if I had an opportunity, I will try to see uh, or try to remember if there is a form of alarm, a way like a bell or something around. Oh yeah, the, there's absolutely the... a bell on deck. It's used every day. It's used right. to call out the hours. It's used to call roll call. It's used. And um, do I remember? Just... Do I remember where where it is? It's by the steering wheel. It's on by the, the steering wheel. Deck. Oh. Good to know. Right now, there's a person. At there. first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would try to uh, still using my shifting ability, I will get to the... Oh, First, I would assume... Give me, yeah. give me a notice check once you get up, gets up to the top of the deck. Uh, notice check? Yeah. Yeah, I can see the map, but I guess in that... That's a four. You see Serena on top of the forecastle, hanging out, look, looking out off, and Salty's manning the wheel. Alright. So, I... I will try to get still on the side of the ship. I will try to get to 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 the front. To sure, and you're you're climbing up to the and I'm climbing up to the to that mast. mast. Yes, up to where the crow's nest is. Yes. Give me another stealth check and another athletics check. Uh, stealth check. That's a lot of a lot of dice rolling. That oh that was that was a close one. I will that's a one uh, which was close to nice. a critical failure, which probably won't happen again. So I will use a many, and that's hey. an eight for the stealth roll. And then you say an athletics plus two. I have plus two, which I forgot to add, but that's a, a nine. Nine. And give me a notice check. That's a three. Which I want, Benny. I want to okay. preserve that. <clears throat> really stealthy, so I'm, pro uh, I'm definitely aware of at least not being noticed, but I don't know much else. 
You've been hard at work finding all those creeks in the wood and avoiding them these yes. last few days. Just tippy-toeing my way to the mast. Or yeah, so, so you're quietly climb, climbing up the uh, up the rigging, up to the fork mast, trying to get to the crow's nest. There's not much lights out on the... There's some lights on the deck, not a ton. It's pretty easy to stay in the shadows, especially as you get up the rigging. Go to a way that hidden by the sails a little bit and you, you get you climb up to the crow's nest and, and get your hands up and, and start coming up and you get up and pull yourself up and look over and you see Manheim in there in the crow's nest looking right towards you who? Manheim the guy you're supposed to kill oh it's is he there? <laughs> alright so I go <laughs> so I go right it, really good rapidly and just try to stab him all right oh f- yeah yeah i will do that first that the that's what makes more sense oh i didn't realize we'll that draw yeah action cards at this my bad. i hope i don't have to put betty hill theme in here and anywhere in this episode fine we're not licensed for it yeah go ahead go ahead i'm i'm Oh, is the I'm, I'm first or it's it? You get to act first, yes. All right. Yeah, I will just as I see him. How, how far I am from him? The crow's nest isn't very big. It's it's big enough to to sit sit down and all that stuff. So he's he's sat down with his back against the mast, <clears throat> facing you. He's you could just easily just lurch up and lunge at him. Right, I'm thinking. Um, yeah, oh, now's the time to go. Yeah, you yeah, want, I see that. That that's why. Yeah, I'm gonna take up my my short sword and and just try to slice his throat. So is that a, by slicing his throat? Is that called shot? He, yes. Let's go for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, so that would um, be. And I will say. You will you will notice as you just lurch up and draw your sword in one fluid motion, suddenly you see his eyes refocus on you and go wide, and you realize in that moment that he was looking towards you, he didn't actually see you. Oh, all right, good. Um, so you have the drop, Oof. which gives you uh, you have the drop, and you're doing a called shot to the head, so those two will wash out. Thanks. All right, yeah, so. Sword. Nothing else, I'm guessing. Core touch attack. No, no. Illumination, maybe? Dim. Illumination no. is. Uh, or we're dim. giving the dim. Dim okay. for you. He doesn't have any torches or something nearby, so that wouldn't be big. So, call a uh, shot head, the drop, and dim. Yeah. That would be it. I'm rolling. That is a two, which are real Benny. That is much better. That is an 11. All right. That is a success with a raise. All right. And the drop with a raise and a college shot for a total of 13. That would be um, a shot to the head. Let me me just check the numbers. Oh, can I? Yeah, I probably want to. The numbers are accurate. I, I know how tough 
he looks. <laughs> but I don't want. I, I want. I want to be as lethal as possible. So. I, I I'm I I don't want to you to tell me anything about it. So I, I I'm I might just say and just a Benny maybe to get more damage, or it's your call. It's my call. It's my call. You, I don't, you are doing a lot up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I would keep that. I would keep that. I want to save Benny's. Can't crit fail a damage roll. So, uh, so uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I am setting. I am setting suggestions here. <laughs> I, I already. I already tell. No, I already tell. Yeah, yeah. I already told. Yeah, that's uh, um, that's my bad. So yeah. you you just leap up, and as you see his eyes go wide, he starts to let out of gasp, and you just you slit his throat. You you call it for, and blood just starts coming out. And he just grasps at his throat and just quite easily oh right yeah that's great oh that, he, that's he does wonderful. not last but a few moments great great before he slumps over uh, and i like to catch him in the sense of trying to slow his fall and, and... sure all right i'm gonna pit pocket him in this very moment of course <laughs> i can't i can't contain it so just a quick, uh, just grab out the pocket, see what what's it, what it's there. In his pocket, you find two agates, two very small agates. So it is pronounced agate. <laughs> That's how I've pronounced them. That does not mean I, it's the correct pronunciation. I think it's typically how it's pronounced. Yeah, by consensus, I think you're correct. I was I was pronouncing it agate, as it's a it's a player character name in, in my game. Lucas looks at them. Just kind of a face of hmm, that's that's quite nice and saves it on his his pockets and then continues uh, to watch downward and seeing where the next swap is. Give me a notice check. Notice minus, check. Uh, minus two. Minus that would be uh, one. So, yeah. So you're aware, lighting is not fully illuminating the deck. Right. So the minus two penalties for the dark areas of the deck, you're not going to have that for the lit areas. Do shifters have a a dark vision bonus, Ernesto? Mm, no. They have low light vision. He is getting low a light. bonus. All right. Minus four penalty currently. I well, I saw her previously, right? And my my early notice check. Yeah. So. You can't really see Salty from where you're at. He's covered with some sails, but that's not uncommon on the, from the crow's nest. Yeah. You kind of you look down looking for Serena, and she was essentially right below you. Yeah. And she's not there anymore. So I will wait, uh, thinking maybe that she will get back to that position in which she has light at some point. Maybe wait for... A moment or so, and if not, if she doesn't appear back into a place with light, I will probably go down the mast and try to get into the side of the ship again to to have have a better view. So I will wait for a moment and see what happens. And if not, I'm gonna. You see her appear on the other side of the main deck. All right. Oh, okay. Uh... She's she seems to be on. She's walking the decks. 
All right. What can I do? I, I will get down the crow's nest and try to get into uh, a bit lower, not r down 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 the mast, but halfway through, without being noticed, of course. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. Do, does a particular side matter? Uh, no, no, doesn't matter. Uh, probably on the side of where I see Serena. Do I have uh, how much? Do I have any reach? I'm guessing that it's quite far. Yeah, that's 22 yards. Yeah, the distance is accurate here. All right. And I'm gonna... Yeah, we do have time. We are not in a hasty situation, so I probably wait. You were given about five or seven, seven minutes. It's been two or... Th it's been a couple minutes. Right, so I will wait uh, a bit more and see if I get an opportunity on, of on Serena B giving my position, my current position. So, you see, um, as you're watching her, you see Patchy come over towards her and lean down. He's saying something to her that she can't quite catch, and you see him pointing off the port side of the ship. I think that's that's port side, right? All right. That's port. And he's pointing out, and you, you, you see her engaging in a little conversation, and she, you see in her nod her head or something. And at that, you see Salty turns around and starts walking back towards the bell. All right. I will towards the bell with, with intention, or I, I, I can notice that from, from that far, right? Uh, give, give me a notice check. Sure. Minus something? Um, no, with your low light vision, you're fine, because he's, he's in uh, lamp light, so. All right, that's a three, which uh, it's quite. Imp I believe this roll is a bit important, so I probably will roll with Benny. Uh, <coughs> I believe, yeah, let's try that. Yeah, that's better. That's a nine. <clears throat> that's nine. Yeah, you take a look to port, and you would have expected to see a couple of the moons, but you don't see them. And notice that there's some dark clouds coming in. And when you look over Salty, you definitely see and believe that he's going for the bell to call General Krug up to handle this, handle a storm that looks like it's coming. All right. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting situation right there. Got a few seconds right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a if, few seconds. If you want to try to do anything before he rings the bell. Uh, how, how, if you, I, do uh... I see myself, do I see myself feasible to get to that side of the ship? By Regan, DM. Sure. So, Truco, would you have said an approximate time for when this was all going to go down? I'm thinking to myself, with all the sleeping Torlin's been doing, that there's a, a realistic possibility that he'd be up with the apprehension of this event occurring and have his wits about him. Uh, and he does have dark vision. I'd say you probably you want to make what a I don't necessarily think it's bigger because it's not necessarily tiredness. I'm either thinking a spirit roll or a vigor roll to see if you're awake. Sure, it makes sense to me. They're both the same, so I guess it doesn't matter. So I don't have to decide. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a spirit, sure. <clears throat> All right, there's some numbers. That's a 25. That's, that's it's some numbers, you say. Orland is wired. <laughs> <laughs> 
too yeah, much you, coffee. You definitely have that, that adrenaline pumping, you know, preparatory before a battle type thing going on. He's uh, a soldier. Give me a notice. Yeah. <clears throat> Drinking that Adarin pee. And that's a 10. And there, it looks like there's some torchlight by Torlin as well. So I don't know if the dark vision penalty makes a difference, but he does have a minus two past 10 feet that he can ignore. No, with dark vision, I believe dark vision is you pretty much ignore. Oh, you ignore up to minus four penalty, illumination penalties up to 10 inches away. So up to 20 yards. So up to 20 yards, you can see him. You can see almost fairly easily see me anything, even in pitch darkness. Yeah. I'd say since you were awake. If I may, uh, a possible suggestion for the raise on the notice check is maybe he even is aware of, of Truco's presence right now, but up to you. Since, since you were apparently wide awake, we'll say you didn't notice Truco at one point when he came up above the deck, you noticed a little you noticed a little light glint off of some feline eyes. Um, <laughs> just for a moment, it took you a second to even realize that if you if you had to convince yourself you weren't seeing things, right? But you haven't seen anything else since then, right? Okay. And that was a couple minutes ago, right? And then you did see Salty walk over the deck. You could clearly, you, you just caught bits and pieces of his words talking with somebody who's below him on the main deck which you couldn't quite make out they didn't seem to be talking about anything about if truco's here certainly we're talking about that but he was pointing off the distance and you hear him mention you see those storm clouds think they're heading towards us just a little conversation about that gotcha and then salty turned around and you said he's heading back towards the deck uh I Torlin will try and, and get Patchy's attention and just try and give Truco a little bit more time to whatever end. Hey, hey, Salty, he'll call it down. You see that? Those aren't storm clouds. That's Orion coming for his due. You're daft, you old codger. Oh, yes. Is that right? Daft enough that you huh. haven't been able to knock the daftness out of me yet. What are you doing right now, Truco? While that is happening, I'm going to use the rigging, which, which I believe is faster for me to get. You can swing. Uh, you can swing on the, a rope to the to the main mast, or to where to to ride uh, right above Serena and. Sorry, I'm missing the name right now. Salty. Salty. There you go. Uh, give me an athletics check. All right. Any pluses or any minuses? Let's uh, say so your shifting's ended by now. Yes. So. You do get the plus two for your rope monkey. So I just want to say something real quick out of character. Um, Ernesto, that don't stress over a perfect timing or perfect choice to make. There isn't going to be either of those things. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I will, I will 100% support you out of character. I will do as much as I can to support you out of character, but don't stress over the perfect timing or decision because it doesn't exist. Go with what you know. Just do it. Good, good to remind me. Reminding me that. Thank you, Ellie. But yeah, that's a five on the okay. athletics roll. And now, give me a stealth roll minus two. Minus two. That's that's where the minus went. And that is six, which I will keep taking advantage of the distraction that Torlane is giving me. Indeed. So you you swing over to the main mast, and. Salty's just continuing to engage you, Torlin, 
and then you grab onto to the mast, Truco, and you you suddenly hear Serena looking up, and she's like, "Manheim, that what are you doing?" Oh, all right. Yeah, I will throw my knife at her. At her? Yeah. No. It's it's sorry. Is is Salty aware of me? Not yet. You hear Salty tack- talking to Torlin at the moment. Right. So, and I'm having him next or near me. Where are you? Th- like where are you more. throwing your dagger first? Yeah. No, at Salty. Okay. Yes. Aiming to the head as well. I'm looking at my card and it says extra effort play to add 1d6 to any trait roll this will may ace can i play this on another player's roll not the way it's worded any it trait intended role? for your rolls you can pass uh, it to ernesto yeah you can pass it to him and he can you choose to use your card or keep his own and use his own yeah go ahead yeah we'll do that. we will say suddenly you hear serena call and go Salty, look out! She is going to do a support roll to Salty. All right. Did I hear her shout from on the stairs? Uh, yeah, you would have. You would have heard her. You're right across the door from her. I'm right. I'm right next to her. Yeah, essentially. So uh, can can I get in on this combat? There is. Want to do something? So where you are at, there's a door right here that goes into the galley. This is the hallway to the galley. Right there. Sorry, I'll, I you are don't. literally on the other side of a door from her. Can you ping me on the map? Because it's gone. Just drag me off to somewhere on a black screen. We are on the yes. kind of All like right. middle side. I'm adding her to the combat tracker. See what she gets. You have an eight of hearts. Yeah. I. Hmm. Is it too late to to give myself I, level-headed for the for this? Yes, I would say it's a little bit too late to use level-headed for that because even though you were ready for action to happen, you wouldn't have been ready enough to cast this before she called out her warning. Sure. Because you would be aware that this is only last 30 seconds. Yeah, because what I want to do here is... I'll let you spend a Benny for a new card. uh, Yeah, I will spend a Benny for a new card and tell you what I want to do here. There's your Benny. Well, I want... Queen of Hearts. So, what we will say is that it would put you on hold. Give me an athletics roll. My treats here. Oh, am I tied with with Serana? Oh, you don't have a joker. You've got to you've got to make a contested athletics roll to interrupt her action. Well, shoot. Yeah. You can um, act. So she calls out her warning. Then right. you can act. Yeah. I. What I want to do is flare up guardians redirect on myself come through that door slap my free hand over her mouth and my sword right into her back i'm going just straight for a quick kill what do you cap so we will let you go so i need to activate my power where was that quick uh quick thing for toggling my power on it my status on and off which one are you activating? Guardians you, redirect. You might need to read, grab it from that thing that he set up. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just threw it on you. All right. So I'm just uh, I'm just casting that as is for two power points. 
And yeah, one hand, uh, free hand over her mouth, sword in her back. Make a fighting roll. Turn that on. Is that on or off? I don't know, but I'm making my fighting roll. That's not good. I'm going to Benny that for sure. That's a three. That's another three. Going to Benny Come it? On. Come on, Godchild. Got one Benny left. But I have a plan if I if this Benny fails. So let's use let's burn that Benny. That's another. Oh my three. god! What, what the hell? So here, tell me what happens, and I'll tell you about my adventure card. You hit her. Yeah, really, with a four. Yep. Well, then. So roll for damage. Yep. That's a number. Where is damage big didn't numbers, come up? Big numbers. That damage wasn't didn't come up on my card as the option to roll for. So I guess I'll just roll. That's because you roll. That's because you made a fighting roll instead of rolling your sword. I might remember that in another three years. That's a so seven. Now just go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, that's a seven, and that's all I've got. Nope, that's a that's a fighting oh, roll. Roll the yeah. damage rolls. Dorlin would tell you that's not typically how memory works. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it's because I didn't have the... That is a uh, five, and that's all I've got. I'm giving you a Benny for a quick acting, trying to think, trying to silence her. You <clears throat> you put your hand over her mouth, stab her in the back. You don't get a great purchase because you're bursting through a door and you had to judge where her presence was right away. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get as good a strike in her as you hoped. She is shaken, however. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm assuming I, I have no idea there's a storm rolling in, but I, I would like to propose that Dana has an established history with a, with a wind whisperer captain, and I'm going to show you my adventure card here. I hit draw, or no, you uh, pass it to the discard pile. Pass it to, pass the, it to the discard pile. Yeah. There you have it. Here comes the cavalry. Help arrives from some source determined by the GM. Good. We will finish out this round and we're closing on the breaks. Give me, gives me some time to think about that. All right. And sorry, just one quick thing real first up. Free limited action and limited action are two separate things or is it one or the other on a turn? It's one. Why? What do you? Oh, I, I still want to cast uh, to cast martial flexibility, but <laughs> I do believe it, it would either be one or the other. So you either take a free action or a limited free action, because the mar- the spells of the oh, marker martial free action. You can only do one limited free action per turn. You can do multiple free actions per turn within reason. So, so then yes, I, you can, you you can cast martial, martial flexibility. Yep, give me that level-headed, my guy. Truco, throw your dagger. Yes, indeed. Salty. And I wanted to aim for the head, so I will try to do that. Knife, so that will be a college shot to the head. I'm guessing I don't have the drop. You don't have the drop, and okay. there is no illumination penalty either, because he's enough torchlight okay. that your well, uh, low-light vision is doing the trick for you. All right, let's go to the list. I will roll. That is a four. 
which I will many. That's a zero. That is a zero. And that is not a zero. Oh, that is that not it's a zero. nine. That is that is a nine uh, with all I that do stuff. Like that is to a play with luck. That is a hit with a raise. Yeah. So I will do that with the college shot damage. And that is fourteen. And I will keep that. You will keep that. And he is going to try and soak. Oh, he's a wild card. Well, no. now, now we know. I could spend any of my bennies to have anybody oh. soak. Oh, I thought oh. that was just a wild card thing. Well, no. excuse me. Extras can soak <laughs> as well. I just typically don't soak with extras because they're rolling one die that's usually pretty low. He got a four, which did soak one of the wounds. I don't think that's enough to help him. He seems to drop to the deck of the ship. That's awesome. Yeah, screw that guy. And yeah, and I and will. Yeah, that, you, that's my. Yeah, I would say you already moved by swinging to the main mast. Yes. Great. And we will go to the next round. Dana, do you want a six of spades or a four of spades? Wow, tough decision. I'll take the six. True goes up first. Just to clarify, the situation with uh, Serena at the moment is that she's being grappled or she's being restrained? You, no. You saw Dana burst out of the corner of the eye. You saw some flash movement. Look down. You see Dana engaged with her. She is not grappled. All right. They're, they are. You just have moments. There's some sort of fighting commotion going on with Dana and Serena. All I would right. like to propose that my healthy blue glow makes me easier to distinguish from Serana in the darkness so that you don't accidentally shoot me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was contemplating that idea. Well no, you're uh, you're in enough light that he has no he has no problem seeing you all. This is just happening in seconds and moments and you were focused on salty. So yes. at best you quick glance and really haven't taken it all in yet. All right. Yeah, so I will Throw, throw a knife. Dana's, Dana's clearly engaging Serena. Right. Engage. Because I'm thinking of maybe going towards Torland in this situation, but no, I want to hit Dana. I mean, Dana, you, and, and she's you the could only always one. just support Dana or test Serena. Oh, yeah. I would. I, I, I will. Mm. Either way, you're still in this. That That's still your turn, whether you attack her or support me. Yeah, I will. Um, I will attack it. That that's what makes the most sense. So you I could would, also throw a dagger at her as as either as a, a support. support role or a test. Even you can say you're trying to distract her to make it easier for Dana. You throw it as a test, and it's just a fighting role opposed by her agility role. Or you could do it, say the same thing, but you're doing it to support Dana thematically the same way, and you would just make your athletics role as a support role for Dana. All right. But yeah, I will. I will. I was say first. I will drop out next to Serena from the main mast uh, okay. and get in melee range next to Dana. Oh, I still got game pause. Go ahead. Oh, just you a, yourself, a quick man. mechanical note for you, Ernesto. My my currently active power. He wouldn't know about that though. You wouldn't know that. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah. All right. And I will, I will attack her. I do prefer that over okay. the other option. So yeah, and I will, yeah, sure. Let's do with the short sword. 
and I will do a wild attack. Okay. Make uh, sure you got her targeted. I'm trying to, and I'm selecting Alt and clicking on her, but doesn't do anything. I don't know why. I don't know if, if what's Alt or it was another. Um, I need to set that sample. up in the configure controls. Maybe that's new. Oh, that's weird. But T anyway. is oh, T is T. the new. There you go. Thank you. Target. That's easy to remember. Remember, wild attack. Any dim likes? I guess not. Do I have any advantages given that we are surrounding her? There's a gang but I believe Foundry will include that, so don't put that oh, in. Oh, great, great. So yeah, yeah. So just click on wild attack and uh, that's a five. It included the gang up bonus and the wild Seems attack, so like that's it. Did. Great. So that's damage. That is a lot of damage, which I don't see. I don't know why I didn't saw the results. Yeah, I saw so, I did like two fours and one one and one three. So it was damage plus two from the wild attack. That is fourteen. How do you take her out? As I see Dana going and and helping the situation to distract her, I just jump Assassin's Creed style and just plunge my sword into her chest, dropping into her and just wildly killing her in that process probably getting up getting my hair back a bit and just looking at dana and say see i told you i got this all right <laughs> i'm we're, we're running low on time go get torlin yes, i'll go yes. down and see if and see if russ can delay if he hasn't started already all right and uh, get, get good right on it and we will take our evening break here Let's see. I totally forgot one last thing. Did Dana said that she was going to go downstairs and tell everybody? She's going to go downstairs and see if she can catch Russ for to hold off for a few more minutes while Trudeau unlocks Torlin. Unless that's already begun. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, so if that's, one of those, that's I go downstairs and what do I see? I poke my head back into the deck. What do I see kind of situations? And I'll decide what I do based on what I see. Well, as far as I know, combat on the gun deck has not started. Yeah, nothing's nothing started. You got you haven't heard anything from downstairs. Is Dana in so, light at the bottom of the stairs? Just curiously. Dana's glowing right now. So, um, well, her- so everybody zoom out of the majestic Griffin real quick. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't. I guess you can't see the second deck, can you? I can. So I can see. We can all see so that. So the stair deck that is in the weapons deck does not immediately go up to the main deck. Oh. It goes oh. to the hall that separates the galley from the main deck. Right. So where I'm pinging. And all, and also, this is a good point. Russ, what exactly are you doing? Because there are hostiles in hammocks sleeping amongst you guys. Are you up and about doing anything particular to ready for this? Or uh, yeah, because what, what is your are... what is your plan of per- preparation? Well. Russ has to uh, wake the co-conspirators, um, assuming they haven't. Yeah, assuming they're not getting awoken by themselves. So that's probably Russ's first course of action. They've, as much as we could, I think we've briefed them on what our our plan was. I think we just off-screen that, but I could be mistaken. So give me a yeah, that that would have been off-screen. Give me a notice roll first. Great, fantastic. A- I'm gonna play my adventure card, which is. Send it over to the discard pile. The spirits told me your character may use 
her arcane skill in place of any smart space skill rolls for the rest of the scene. Roll your arcane roll. And give me a... Well, no, no. Minus one. Modifiers for better rolls to a minus one. Here we go. That looks like an ace on the wild die for a 10 after the minus one. 10. So you're down there. It's been closing in on uh, about four or five minutes. So it's about the time that you would be prepared to act. And I would imagine that now would be the time to wake people up and begin to take some action or do something. Because where you're at, right, in particular, Tamroth is on one side of you guys and Tilly's on another side of you guys. So that's for you to consider. So it's at the moment you would get ready to do something. You do hear a loud thump upstairs. Almost above you, but not quite over from around this area on the deck above. Rascal's discipline did not do anything. If it was the if it was the Cloud Reavers, they'd be shouting, or the bell. But I'd say that's around the five minute mark, probably when you should, unless you had another plan, now it would be around the time you'd at least want to start waking somebody up. Yeah, uh, we'll wake Sandara first. Give she's me a, proved that she's a, a fighter. Give me a stealth roll. Sure thing. That's a agility? No, you should have, everybody has it as a base skill, so. Right, I'm just saying it doesn't count for the the whispers. Oh, yeah, because it's any smart base skill, huh? Oh, yes. so it's not just for notice checks here on out. It's for any smart. Oh, nice. yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. No, uh, stealth is not smarts. It is an agility. That's an ace on the D4 for a six. And I will hold that. You're able to get up and go over and wake up Sandara. Now, is your intent, I'm assume. I'm assuming whatever you do here is pre-planned. So... Are you intent on just having her awake, or is she getting up now and joining you? Uh, I think she is going to awake, uh, be awake and postured to take out Tilly if an alarm is raised. So she's okay. going to hold position here, and if she gets a signal from Ruskell or Dana or any of the conspirators, she'll move. But her her job is overwatch for the person right next to her. So Dana, you're you, around this time. You're going to be heading downstairs. Yeah, before I go. I'll I'll ask Truco how much time do you need, rough estimate. My best probably two minutes. Uh, my worst ten. Alright. If you if you have to if you have to cut the chain instead. It's a really good chain though, but yeah, so yeah, sure. Alright. I'm going best two, worst five, worst ten. I'm gonna give you another five. That's a good yeah. Alright. Alright, see you on the other side. And uh, I'll poke my head down into head down to to poke my head down into the gun. Now, first thing you know, fish guts sleeps in the galley. Fish guts sleeps in the galley. I'm gonna go to rest first. Stealth check. Yeah. Stealth check. Come on, big money. That it's another three. I'm betting that. I'm starting to think my foundry might be cursed. Anyways, that's a six, <laughs> and I'm holding. So Dana comes downstairs. Give me a notice roll. Minus. Minus three. That's my notice roll? Yeah. Looking, just looking into the gun deck? It's not very well lit. So you're not going to be having the penalty where there's light, but the minus three is to notice anything that's going on where it's dark. 
which there's a lot of. Yeah, that's a zero. I'm holding. I'm just looking for Russ. I I assume I would know where his hammock is at the very least. Yeah, it's pretty much almost behind this this stairwell. Your your hammock is over on this side. His hammock's over kind of on this side. You look around. You the the light that you just came from in the hall has messed with your eyes a bit and the little light that's around here you can't really make out any sort of movement or anything going on whatsoever but it is quiet down here so nothing started all right i'm going to hey dm can i spend a benny to affect the story in a possibly retcon way an idea by you you can try yeah just let me Um, let me know can we go back in time a bit and say russ and dana since they were the ones that were gonna that we'd already planned on them interacting Ruskell taught Dana just two or three hand signals for basic functions, go forward as planned, or wait a bit or something. I'd say we both know them anyways from from the war. No, you you don't you don't know him. He's he's specifically the aerial stuff. It's right. a language that he took. Okay. Yeah, Galifian um, sign language. Yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll let you spend a penny for that to teach her right. some like basic stuff. Benny goes away. It's yours, my friend. Go fly well, be free. There's this light right here that if Dana stands in, she could send Russ signals. Of course, she doesn't know where Russ is right now, but I would think this would be something where it's like, Russ is like, stand here and I can see you from down the deck. Give me give me a notice check. Sure. That's going off spellcasting. At this point, she's trying not to be seen or heard. Where is my spellcasting? There you are. That's a four, and I'll hold that. Don't catch sight of her. Got it. During this time, I think Ruskell's also moving north, or north on map-wise, but towards port to wake up Crimson Cogs. Sure. So, Truco. Yes. You heading right to Torlin and trying to uh, unshackle Torlin? Yes. Torlin, thank you for that conversation. That helped me get me a couple of seconds. That was, that was quite uh, an yeah. edge. Are we all right to talk at, at volume? I'm guessing so. I I, I, I hope so. I saw you uh, leap down, but I couldn't see what exactly happened. Just a, some noise. I, we took the... We, I personally took all of the persons. Okay, right. <laughs> Already the enemies here. Uh, yeah, but, talk uh, talk let, while you get me not, out of this thing. Yeah, sure. And I'll just get on his back and try to unlock. I'll give you a Benny for that. And I'm also going to give you a Benny uh, Torland for... The whole distracting, assaulty. Let's see. There you go. What's the plan? What did uh, what did Dana come up with? Currently, I guess she is with Rust and trying to prevent everyone on the rest the the rooms to. We are trying to lock them up and trying to please give us an advantage with all the people that we are allies with. Um, Mm, That's smart. <laughs> Be careful! <laughs> Don't go knocking <laughs> over everything in sight. The officers are right below us. I just Truco drops his team's tools and just like as he's trying to tuck and and open the locks at the same time. Are, are the officers under the I'm galley like, or is it up up towards the bow? Right below you is the captain's cabin. Oh, okay. Mr. Lagra is right below you. Yeah, Give me we should a be thievery roll, Truco. Minus three. Minus three. I do have my thieves' tools with me. So. Well, these tools allow you to even 
pick the lock. Without Thieves' yeah, Tools, right. you that would have been penalty. Oh, okay. That, that's the bonus of Thieves' Tools. <laughs> and I was going to give you a penalty for elimination, but but Torlin can move around a little bit so the shackles are more on the yeah, uh, try, try to lamps move to this that side. Are right I, next I to. Uh, can't, can't really see. And uh, roll. Theory, minus three. That is a four. I guess now four is okay. I will keep that. I don't want to be Bennyless. So you two are chatting while you begin working on the. That's the with lock. a minus four total, y'all. So what is <laughs> what, what is our uh, role in all of this? Are we are we gonna go lock the doors after? Uh, yeah, probably just uh, just attack them. I don't know. Uh, we need yeah, we probably just, uh, need, need your need your uh, strengths here. Dwarf. Just a reminder, Nesto, you guys are getting yeah. set up to kill Lagra after you get Torlin free. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Just, uh, I had a remind me somewhat my, in okay. my head. I had this like rust get just happening. This, yeah, and, I, I and get that sometimes. Telling, yeah, it's, you know, like you <laughs> recall something head. like as you're saying things and then you have to say, oh, you're doing, saying the wrong thing. So after uh, Lagra, we'll, we'll go for Scarge then. We'll get you your due. Uh, yes. Yes, we are right down next to her. So that's a, that's a, that's a great strategy to have. Yeah. So, Russ, give me a stealth roll. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry, I rolled that from Crimson Cogs. Yeah, I'm like, you? I don't have a d6. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, we I also rolled that. two dice for stealth, not one. Oh, I think... Okay, that's a... Oof, that's a three. I'll go ahead and Benny that. That's an ace on the d4 for a five. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you're moving as quietly as you can. Get up to Crimson Cog, Rosie, Conic Bar, gently wake them. Dana can give me a notice check. I was going to say, have Russ and I seen each other yet? Because I am actively looking for him. <laughs> that's an ace on the deep. Another right, ace. Yeah. Next, that's a 14. Ace. It takes you some time standing on the stairwell, looking around. First, you didn't see any movement, any sound. And then you see this shadows slinking around seem to be waking up some of the other crew all right so i i, I see russ but i don't necessarily have his attention i just have to get his attention how do you do that uh he's focused on waking up the crew yeah i step forward and and just come from the side and hold out my gloved hand which marks me as the person i well, am right here there's there's a light right here below the staircase yeah, yeah, I'll move in. I'll move into that light so I can make my hand signals. Give me, a, give me a stealth roll. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's a critical fail. Like say no, no for critical uh, failure. Uh, it's, why not? <laughs> All right, I won. Boys, we're going loud. Oh. I kind of hold in my head what I was going to do visually for the hand signals on camera too. It's going to be so cool. I need hand signals, guys. Half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it took it took you. You were looking around both sides and everything. Took you a while to, to see Russ. He, he was he's slinking in the shadows, and it's not very well lit down here. And then you see, you see him going over. Wake up on the port side, Crimson Cog and Rosie and Conic Bar. But he's got his back towards you. He's kind of paying attention to both the crew he's waking up and the crew that's right next to them and down towards the bow of the ship. So he's not even looking towards the stairwell. 
And after a few moments, you waiting for him, hoping to him turn so you can do it. You take a step off the staircase to get into the light to make more tension. And just with all the adrenaline and everything going on right now, you forgot how high up the staircase you were when you stepped off. So instead of just stepping off one step, drop down two steps off the side of the step to get into the light. And you tumble down and just fall right down into the ground with this big smack onto the onto the planking. And immediately Tamroth starts to just wake up and go, what? what's going on? You're on. I think you're on mute there. Tamroth, shh, it's me. Um, Stay quiet and listen to me. Oh, shut your mouth. Oh, wait a minute. It's like me waking up and saying good morning to the roommate. You're going to take a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises there, Dana. Okay. Uh, well, no, the the big crash is well enough. What do you do in that moment when you when you hear Ellie just crash to the ground behind you, Russ? Pamroth is right there, and she's the most immediate threat. The moment she stirs, though, I think we got to go for the non-lethal. I think we got to go to... So... So Dana's just like, hey, Tamroth, listen to me, and Russ And Russ goes is going to try and take advantage of that distraction to crack her upside the head. Don't you kill my Tamroth. Wait, Tamroth, <laughs> I'm just checking, double-checking the friendly crew. Tamroth is not on it. Torlin thinks she's friendly. She is not one of the... She, she has not been outright hostile to you guys. But she also is clearly not what you would consider in the friendly camp. You guys did not include her in these mutiny plans. She has been at least that gruff with you guys, but she she hasn't been one of the bullies and all that okay, kind of stuff. Okay, then then right. belay that. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch and wait for this to to play out. Um, she 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 did because what what's going on? <clears throat> Stay down. We're we're, uh, we're taking care of something real fast. <coughs> I'll take your indecision as Russ's indecision. Uh, no, wait, uh, yeah. But, Sorry, we're, we're as in you're not going after her to knock her unconscious. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and is unless Tamroth is immediately reacting to that, I am going to to do a thing. So normally, even though I said you're going to take hold of your extras. I'm taking a little DM's prerogative at the moment. At that moment, you both hear from behind you, you hear Sendara going after Tilly. And not in a friendly way. Who's controlling Sendara? That's you, Torlin. Uh, I am controlling Sendara. Oh, no. So I already made a roll to attack. So what happened was off the scenes is Tilly was woken up as well, heard this stuff, and she was getting up out of her hammock and drawing a dagger as well. Sandara went after her, smacking her, over, trying to smack her over the head with, or smack her in the back with her, the hilt of her rapier. She's currently sitting on a six damage. Do you want to Benny that? Yes. Oh no, that's even worse. She's, she's got a couple more bennies. That's coming out of my Benny pool. No, it's coming out of her Benny pool. Oh. She, no. she is a wild card. Uh. 
Let's throw one more Benny at it. How many do wild cards have? Wild cards typically have two. She has the luck edge, so she has three. I don't know where that 10 came from, but I'll take it. That was from her Benny. I'm just, I just saw the dice get rolled. Yeah. There's a, I saw a four and a one on the D4 and only a five on the D6. So, Silly. So she's not going to run her head. I am going to try and soak that. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so you hear this Sindara does strike her over the head, but Dilly's a tough little dwarf and she kind of misjudges the force necessary to take her out, the thickness of her skull, and she does manage to shake it off and then just, Dilly just shouts out, Oi, what you doing? And we will at least at this time draw action cards to figure stuff out. We do that. Are Ernesto, Truco, and I being dragged into the combat order at this time, or will that be later? I think that would be Truco later. Is still trying to free you at this point. So for the moment, Dana does not have her level headed on anymore, because this would be a new combat. Yeah. Uh, Ruskell, do you want the ten of hearts or the five of hearts? Ten of hearts, please. Dana, we didn't talk about it first as well. Would you want to keep your dragon mark going, even if some minutes are going to pass, or would you want to uh, keep spending power points to extend it? Would I want to keep it going, or would I want to spend power points to expend it? I'm, I'm unclear. I mean, so after talking to Truco, probably on your way down the stairs, your your spell would have ended. Yeah. Okay. Right. Would you would you just let it let it end at that time, or would you try to maintain it? I have no idea what the mechanics of that, of that are, but you I, spend I one more PowerPoint and it doubles the duration. Yeah, narratively, I I would have tried to maintain it. You would or would not? Yes, would. You would. So, at this point, we'll say it would be an ongoing thing. So, roll me a d6. That's a typo. Hang on a sec. Oh, that is a five. So mark down three more PowerPoints. She would be maintaining it for a couple minutes. So I'm going to take off three PowerPoints for my current? Yes, three more PowerPoints. All right. In that case, Dana has a 10 of hearts. Wait, no, that's not what it is. It's the queen of hearts. Tilly immediately turns around and strikes at Sundara. Well, a dagger going. Oh. Roll that. That's a wild attack. That is going to be four. Her parry is a five. So that just misses. Do I want to spend a many? No, I don't think so. So he misses Sindara. She. Thank you. She misses Sindara. Tamroth is looking around at, at all of you. Wait, looking around. Doesn't seem to really do anything. She's just hanging out in her hammock, just taking everything in. Dana. All right. I am unable to currently target anyone on this map. Uh, uh, tiki. It's Tiki. Oh, okay, yeah, because even hovering over tokens doesn't, nothing's popping up. Oh. Are, are all the tokens I can currently see That's accurate? who you can, 
Yes, that's who you can see. Vision is very limited around here, especially especially somebody with no low light or dark vision. All right, I see Kamroth, Cog, Russ. All right. And down um, from behind you, by this area, you heard Tilly, and you hear the sign, the sounds of uh, a struggle going on. Yep, I'm going to. And Tamroth's not shouting anymore. She's just being a spectator. Yeah. All right. I whisper loudly to Tamroth. No more time to stay in the middle. I go up to... Ah, I can't move. can't move my token. I want to move up to Russ and and put some some buff on him. Should be able to use the arrow keys. Use the arrow keys. I have to reload at this point. She's not yeah. getting anything hovering over. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not getting anything there. Let's do a quick refresh. You're going to going to Russ and cast something on Russ? Get oh, back over to the Griffin map. Alright, yeah, now I can move, so but I can't stay where I moved to that game. Alright. Yeah, go up to Russ, reach out, reach out with my hand on his shoulder and and cast Guardians redirect with Russ is that swirly dancing blue sparks you saw that that very first time and it is uh I believe it's caster's call whether it gives you uh missile or melee yeah caster's choice it's going to give you a bonus against incoming melee attacks so marking off is that what you did for yourself that is what I did for myself so that's another marking off another two power points there Hmm? just go ahead and keep going we can figure that out when it's when it's needed and see, I just took a movement of two. My pace is six. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down to Tilly here and try to help Sidara finish finish the job. I'm just gonna stab her through the gut. Hover over Tilly and hit T to target her. Excellent news. That worked very well. Here we go. Big money. You are at minus two for yeah. That's, that's a double ace. That's a triple ace. That's a uh, quadruple ace. That is a yeah. twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, I think you. I think that hit with uh, raise for damage. Watch now. Betty that? Yeah, watch now. I'm gonna roll a three on the damage. Uh, you had a crit fail. It's only fair. There's a there's a twelve on the damage, and I'm holding with that. <laughs> that. Takes Tilly out. All right, and then I'm going to. Uh, you, sta- you said stab her in the gut, so you weren't intending on uh, non-lethal damage. Sandar already already went in for the kill, so I yeah, I just helped her finish up. Oh, Sandara okay. went for a non-lethal. She was going for a hilt smack. Yeah. Oh, I totally misunderstood that. I thought she well, was trying to kill Tilly. You wouldn't even seen anyways. So. The, the staircase was blocking you seeing, and the light was blocking anything you were seeing from Sindar anyways. So you wouldn't have known. You just definitely oh. known that Tilly and Sindar were in conflict. Yeah, no, uh-huh. the, only reason I, the only reason I was gonna kill her was because I thought I could see Sundar trying to kill her and just not not wanting to muddy the waters on, wait, no, stop, wait, no, stop, or, yeah. I don't know, can I roll that back and just clonk her over the head instead? No, because you wouldn't have not have seen whether Sandara was trying to kill her or not. All right. 
That's what I'm saying is you wouldn't have been able to see anything about the fight other than knowing that there was a fight going on down there between Tilly and Sundara. You don't know if it's lethal, non-lethal, or anything. Before I before I knock off that turn, I'm gonna. Did I already take my fresh round of level headed? If I didn't, I'm gonna. And then that's my uh, turn. Yeah, you can take level headed now. Yeah. Is anybody on this deck doing anything else? Uh, give me a note. Yeah. So er everything's moving now, precisely. You can. Are you having Connor do anything? Me, but is he awake even? Yeah, he just sort of. Everybody became awake on this deck from. Dana's crash down the steps, and then now there was some, there was some clear sound of conflict and fighting happening on the other side of the weapon stack. Kanagbar is gonna quickly take his trusty cane uh, sword and uh, just be ready for combat or Dana's orders. Uno is is awake, and the sailors near him are also coming awake. Is he gonna do anything this round or just sit? Gosh, I I don't even know where now is on the map right now. He's all the way at the other end. Or to the bow of the gun deck. Bow. Yeah. He's by himself. He's the fancy by word himself. for front. Yeah. By himself as in he's the only friend known friend over in that area. Yeah, yeah. Can he do a notice roll to see if the HR and Delira have woken they're, up? They are waking up. They're, waking they're all coming to wake. Everybody's been woken up by the commotion so far. All right. But I would probably say at this point, he is by himself and he's with former crewmates. So he's probably not going to act hostily towards this. Yeah. Team. No, I think he's just going to roll over in his hammock and say to Lyra, eh, whatever it is, let, let those folks sort out. I'm sick of being woken up working these double shifts and he's just going to roll over and pretend to go back to bed. I think that's a clever idea and I should go to bed. Sure. Thank you. I'm good with that. Russ. Uh, so Russ is physically speaking pretty much directly above the, the officer's quarters, correct? But in order to get yeah, there. The, so again, there's the hatch here. Yeah, we're not right? taking the hatch. We're going down the cargo. We're going down the cargo chute. Yep, the the door is you know right around here. Yep, Russ is going. So right, move then. move right there, and it'll drop you down into the cargo hold. Oh my God, that's amazing technology! And uh, yeah, Russ is gonna go to bar the door. How how are you gonna bar it? I think there's like there's some like crates and barrels and stuff down here. There's not a bunch down here. It's, the cargo was ransacked. And most of it was all taken onto the storm. Does the, does the door open into the? the officer's quarters or out into the cargo hold? Do I need to block um, it or bar it? I guess is the is the real question. You can't lock it from this side. Um, like, I guess if, if it, the door it opens, opens it into the hall, it opens into the hall, opens into the cargo. So it opens cargo. away from you. Got it. So I think then somebody would have placed something like an oar, one of the oars to the dinghies. Like we would have mucked it up to where it needs repairs and we just got stashed down in the cargo hold. So Russ is going to try and thread that through the door handle and the wall beside to where if they try and pull it. For, for Benny, you, you planned this. Absolutely. I will throw a Benny at that. Sure. You're good then. Well, that takes your action then. Did you tell Did you tell anything to anybody before you jumped down? I think I would have told Conic Bar to go help now. 
So Rosie and Crimson Cog would have been there as well. Yeah, but I think they're, well, yeah, I would have sent Rosie and Kanakar to the bow to help now, or told them to. They're the people controlling them can do whatever they, they feel. But I think... Sorry, to go where, to clarify? To go help Unau. Unau is at the, the bow. Oh, yeah. And he's got two hostels near him. Now, he's pretending to be asleep. I didn't know that, but I I would have sent them forward to, to go help that situation if that becomes a, a deal. I think if I would have had time, I certainly would have liked to tell Dana good luck against Legra. Did you like, have not, did you not? No, I'm, was anybody intending on blocking the hatch? Because if you're oh, trying to lock the officers hatch. in there, you would want to block. Right. Then that's going to be Crimson Cog's job. Yes. All right, Rosie. Yes. Well, Rosie she, is just waking up. What's she seeing? She she's <laughs> awake enough. She can act this round. Ah, gotcha. Is there any immediate? What's Tamroth doing? She got Tamroth, knocked up. Tamroth is just hanging out in her hammock just has her arms up she's just looking around can i make a notice check on rosie's behalf to hear what's going on at the other side of the cabin there she will benny that which is one should that be my bennies if she's an extra did you spend your benny on it well i don't i assume she was a wild card based on her having 10 edges but Maybe I was wrong. She is she is not a wild card. She's still an extra. She's a halfling, so she did have her own Benny. So I don't... Did that first Benny you spent take one of yours? Uh, no, I mean... After I just spent it, yeah, it did. Uh, I saw you had five, and then you still yeah. have five? No, Rosie spent one, then I just spent one, because I oh, thought right. you were saying I should. You cannot spend a Benny on her. Okay. All right, so... I know that, because I'm pretty sure there's an edge for that. So she has one Benny, and that's it. Yeah. And I just spent it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a She's not three. sure. She can't really see what's going on down there, and she's not sure. Russ did tell her to go down and help Unau. And Dana's crash down the steps was pretty loud. Tamroth yelled out. Tilly yelled out. And then there was a fight that's gone on. So there's definitely a bunch of commotion going on here. She just can't okay. really see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, she's going to she's gonna run over very excitedly. Kyber's Maw! Just pass the the ballista and and see what's happening with the Lyra and Ajar. Sure, make a make a running roll. You just need <laughs> to click the word pace on her character sheet. Uh-huh. And even if even if she doesn't need it, because she's got a seven pace, but she's still running because that's what Rosie would do. Click to run. Yeah, she's excitable. That's a oh, thirteen. Man. That's a lot there. I'm pretty sure that'll get you. Should be twenty six yards. Yeah. That gets you wherever you want to go. Yep. So she runs all the way up to to Ajar and Alira, and they're all waking up, trying and getting out of their hammocks, wondering what's going on. You all stay put. You don't need to worry yourself about anything that's going on right now. She does have the mean hindrance. What does that? Would you so, like to suggest it, more clearly what you're intending? I think how she would have said that would definitely be a bit more brash and orderly. So give me an intimidation roll, Byron. All right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I was trying to get some good cuss words going, but... Shut up and go back to bed, you mm-hmm. dumb cusses. Yeah. <laughs> Mind your own fucking business. 
<laughs> uh, that um, was a one. So it's a one. All right. So they're looking around a bit confused what's going on. But is that all she's doing? She's just going up there to threaten them? Unless they decide to do something. Sure. Like, I don't know if I can um, hold her action or, or to interrupt or whatever. Just remember that the point of us getting her to, to do this is to take out these guys, so... It's... Well, these are also the the Griffin crew members up here, so if they're not going to be hostile to us... I think that Torlin has told Rosie in the past, while they were composing a song about the events on the Griffin, of these two and how he thinks that they're redeemable. <laughs> I'm happy to spend a Benny on that if you'd like me to. Uh, yeah, sure. Spend a- I think since Sindara's uh, immediate threat. Actually, is you did out, spend a Benny that I didn't right get back. Yeah, yeah, I was I was to clarify that. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. Since Sindara's immediate threat has been dealt with, I think she is going to assist Cog with holding the holding or barring, finding something to bar the the hatch going down into the officers' quarter shut. Yeah, this map is accurate. There's a bunch of casks here for some crates here for foodstuffs that fish gets gets into from time to time. Great. So there's going to look for something heavy to heavy and and try and free it because it's probably since it's on a ship and ships like to sway back and forth. Free it up and get it moving. Sure. And that's what Crimson Cog is doing. So Sindara can support him since that's Crimson Cog's main dealio. Yeah. So. We'll just let them both do that. And so Lyria looks confused and they get up. She gets up and moves past Rosie. Mm. So does a, so does a jar. They're a bit cautious what's going on. They don't, they don't take her very seriously. <laughs> um, and you're, you're a Lyra just call what's going on down there. We'll just move to the next round there. Dana, do you want the three of clubs or the four of diamonds? Ah, the four. Russ, nine of diamonds and three hearts. Nine of diamonds, please. Really do need to get that calculating edge because that three would have been nice. Oh, so, okay. Bar gets a joker. Right. And so does Alira get a joker. I think uh, it's on now. Since Conic <laughs> Bar is on your side, I'm giving y'all bennies. And Comic Bar will get a Benny. I think... Yeah, I was down to two Bennies, so I got a... I got a Benny. So does Comic Bar want to act at all? Uh, yes, he probably will go towards where Rosie went, which is this area right here where Juanu now, sorry, is. Yeah. I don't is know Is he going to run after her? Or... Sure. Yeah, sure. That's wrong. And he does hear, he hears Alira call out what's going on down there. So click on pace for Conicbar. Pace. There you go. Normal, I would guess. You just roll. Um, that is a six. He's a little bit slow on his feet. He's a no. Makes sense. I can't Benny that, right? No, you can't Benny a running no, okay. So, yeah, just get in there. Do I just kind of bar see anything? Not in particular. I don't think, yeah, they, he does. <coughs> yeah, he's not. Give me a notice roll from him. All right. Oh, well, sorry, that was me. But that was true. 
Where is... Uh, no, it is. That is a four. Six. Sorry. He's got a joker. He can certainly hear them moving over this way, but he can't quite see them. They're, they're hidden from his sight. So... I'm gonna... Kronokbar, uh, being how, how much time he has heard uh, Scourge, bo- Scourge's voice, he's gonna try to imitate that and shout out from that point of view not being seen you want to try to impose himself try to uh, project his voice as much as a gnome a gnome can project an orc's voice but and just say I better I better see everyone there just uh, staying and just I respect everyone to be there at orders with things that are going on here and and I don't know, trying to shout out, in this, trying to imply a sense of military disposition. Okay. To the give me crew. A, give me a deception roll. Who's That's reacting us? That is worth a bet. A, a scourge. I'll give him a bet. Performance, right? Deception uh, for that. A deception. I, I was I was aiming for performance right there. Well. It, it's a, a. Yeah. No. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you performance. All right. And that's a good. <laughs> of course, a gnome can't make an orc voice. It makes a complete sense. But that's a critical failure. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a critical bar. failure. So, oh boy. All right. So yeah, he tries to do it, but he has caught off in his own voice and just starts coughing, and then he's like, he's. Yeah, no. What I'm gonna say because yeah. if you haven't checked out his his uh, character sheet, yeah, he's. Bard and he does have some powers and things that he can do for casting. Oh, I, I didn't I, study powers, but I, I don't know. I do know that he's a bard. Uh, I didn't study but powers. what I'm going to say yeah. is he tried to, being a gnome, right? He had to try and drop his voice to such a low octave to imitate Scourge that almost immediately he just screws up his vocal cords and just starts coughing uncontrollably. And it's He's in a coughing fit for the next round and won't yeah. even be able to cast any powers because he's messed up his voice. All right. Yeah, I didn't notice. He has a sound power that makes him mim- mimic any known sound or voice. But that yeah, is a right. cantrip, though, so it's only a light cantrip effect. That's a, that's a oh, known right. Oh, right. So, yeah, so he tries to start doing this stuff and just starts coughing and hacking. Did you see my message, by the way? <clears throat> and chat there for me what would what would rosie say i said well seeing that uh conic bar has messed this up now she's conic bar you thrice damned asshole <laughs> uh lyra were you born yesterday this it's the middle of the night and there's all this cacophony of activity it's a goddamn mutiny now the way i see it you've got three options you can stand there and do nothing you can help us yeah. All right, that's a bit long for six seconds, but we'll cut it off there. Oh, it's getting to a good part. All right. I know that was it's a good part, but we are in rounds. She's She hears that and sees that her eyes go wide. She just looks at a, a jar and shoves him towards the ladder. And you see that they drop down. Hmm. Um, both of them. That's not what I wanted. And let's see what they're going to do. Yeah. 
what's Rosie's up next, in fact. So Rosie sees them just like bolt right down the, the hatch down into the cargo deck. She just shouts out, if you're all going to help those Bill Swaggling, Scourge, and Lagra, y'all be kyber damn to hell. And uh, she's going to go and run off this this hole and try and land on top of them and clobber them. All right. I'll give you Benny for properly cussing with Rosie. Yeah, go ahead. Which, uh, who does she land on? I don't uh, know. Maybe I should make a, a check or something. Yeah, it'll just be random check. Roll a, roll a die. Now, are you specifically targeting to land on somebody? She's jumping blindly. I don't, I don't, she doesn't know that they're going to be underneath her. So, you, she jump, Rosie jumps down and lands right next to, well, give me an athletics roll first. <clears throat> but, yeah, it is definitely like a flailing. If she was going to hit something, it was going to be going to die. So, that's a six on the athletics. She jumps down pretty quick. It's not super far down to the lower deck, right? Yeah. Um, but she does jump down right next to the both of them. I'm going to use martial flexibility to grab sweep as a combat edge. And okay. I'm going to sweep them. Because she's sure. got so many edges, I don't know what's going on with that. But she's going to try and, and take out their ankles as a halfling. Hey! Extras don't mean that they don't have abilities. It just means they don't have a wild die and they don't have, and they can only generally take one move. Got enough ability to, to confuse the players. So can you, you tell me what I need to do with this? So I can't, well, go ahead. Yeah, so if you click on the icon of the hand axe, assume you sw- are you swinging with the hand axe or are you just swinging with her fist? Cause she is a brawler. Yeah. It's like a leg sweep. Then click on the little fist icon for unarmed strike, and that should bring up her card. Oh, I just rolled it twice. First one's supposed to be there, which doesn't look good for the first one. I did not see the first one. So I'll have you re-roll this, because I'm not sure what happened there. So target both of them. All right. Um, Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So... There's going to be no modifier because you're at a plus two, but you would be at minus two for sweep. So it's a straight roll. Do you know, by the way, what the uh, hotkey is for quick insert at this point? Mine is set to alt shift S, but the default still should be control space. Control space. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, just make a make a straight roll. And do any of our other eight edges apply here? Are they automatic? No, yeah. It looks like a uh, three. That's too bad. Three. So she she ends up missing her strike as they crash back into the into the deck. Uh, so how about this frenzy thing? A character with frenzy rolls a second fighting die with any one of his so fighting attacks. That does work. However, on a turn, you can either frenzy or sweep. You can't okay. do both on the same turn. All right. All right. In turn, Russ. You of course can. You see some movement coming from the from the uh, lantern that's at the other side of the cargo hold. Unlike this map, it's not full of a bunch of stuff, right? It's empty. And then you see, then you hear Rosie come cra- cussing from upstairs, and she comes crashing down into the cargo hold and takes a swing at both of these swabs that are there. But a fight seems to have been initiated down here. All right, I guess we're well. Owlbear is at this point is Owlbear free. 
because he's right next to me, and I know he's normal. Albert at this point is just coming awake a little bit. He kind of sees you jamming this thing in the door, and he's like, Albert, what, what, what doing? We're taking over the ship, big guy, and uh, we want you to come with us. So, help out, team player. And then, what are you going to do? I would love to join this melee. Assuming, uh, assuming handsome Owlbear is is yes. free and, and doesn't need my assistance to to get himself free of those chains that I know normally, at least back on the the Storm Reaver, bound him. I think I know Truco unchained him, right? Yes. And, and and I assume we fill him in. We did talk about it, but yeah, he yeah. he probably forgot at some point. So it would make <laughs> sense for you to remind him. Uh, yeah, I then yeah, I would love for for Russ to to join this this melee with Rosie, Ajar, sure. and Alira. But I think that's a little bit far. My pace is six, and that's uh, a little bit more than six yards. No, it's not. Your pace is six, so it's twelve yards. Each oh. each inch is two yards. Got it. Then yeah. Except uh, unfortunately, Foundry messes up all sorts of calculations when you right. set the map to two yards. Which is what I want to do, but it it really messes up a whole bunch of stuff, unfortunately. Great. Well, that's uh, that's good to know. So yeah, we're we're gonna go in and wade into this. We're gonna yeah. do the Henry Cavill arm reload and get into this fight. Go right ahead. <laughs> hey, both that's of my you guys. Yeah, we can share. I want you both to stop doing that. <laughs> you want us both to stop doing that? Oh, oh that's an unarmed attack, it? wouldn't it? Drawing a weapon is a free action, so if if you want to draw a wand or a sword or whatever, it's there's no problem in doing that. Oh, do I wanna? Yeah, Russ is gonna pull out foe. Foe normally lives in the small of his back, and he's gonna pull it out and cast foe, which is thunder wave. Go ahead and throw that up there. Here's a lovely little cone template, and I think then Russell positioned himself here for it, so he won't. Uh, I didn't change. I didn't change this. Hang on a second. So, yeah. So I have to change that. So this is what it is. They got that cone template. It's a bummer. Then, given that it's going to start hitting ship interior hold, that I'm also going to use the selective modifier to it to make sure that it only hits. Ajar and Alira and doesn't damage the ship or its contents in any way. I'm just going for those two. So that would be a Thunder Wave with plus one. Do I want to throw on any more modifications to that? Maple? <laughs> Does it uh, exist? I don't, I don't think I can... Yeah, there's not no. a modifier for, for non-lethal that I'm aware of. At least I don't know if that's a PowerPoint modifier unless the DM would let me specify that the thunder damage is just concussive and might... I think that's know. a trappings modifier. I was never able to make for my old character with his, light, his Palpatine lightning hands. They're always lethal. Yeah, concussive, concussive or not, it doesn't... This is the thing you, you don't have control over whether it's non-lethal or not. It doesn't mean you're going to kill him. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do selective modifier and we'll do uh hinder if i can hinder them one or two points one so it's plus two power points for this spell sure and yeah 
that's it's just full. There's no additional syllables to it. That's a four. I'm gonna claim my free reroll for it being an evo evocation spell. That's an ace on the d6 for a ten. Nice. And I will happily hold on to that. That's a raise on the damage. So I will go ahead and, oh, I should probably target both of them. That might be smart. I don't know if it'll let me target. Yeah, it will let me target both. Fantastic. So that is a raise on the damage for... At least 13 mm -hmm. the better, but I don't know yeah, why I saw... it didn't appear. I saw I some dice, but yeah, the number didn't appear. And then 13, that sounds good. Would that be good for shaken in a level? Do you want to keep it? Yes, I'll keep 13. Now, since you call it a thunder wave, there's a big clap of thunder that happens. Absolutely. This is a base cannon. Right down in the, in the belly of the ship. You all hear it upstairs. Truco, you're working on, you're working on Torland's lock. That's what you've been doing this whole time, right? It's taken some time to do it. And then you hear suddenly from the belly of the ship, you just hear this big clap of thunder go off. No. Um, just Truco like, a bit, jumps out a bit. Same thing for you, Torland. What the hell was that? Both oh, of them I freaking too? know. That's yeah. Absolutely, they're blasted. Nice thematic. They're they're blasted against the door of the cargo hold and slam into the doors and just get knocked down. Dorland's scanning the horizon looking for lightning because there's a storm rolling in. That's true, but this thunder definitely came from the ship from below you. That would Are be inexplicable to us right now. Are we having yeah. a storm here? Look off what in is... the distance. The devourer is coming for us. I imagine the whole ship probably at least shakes a little bit, too. We've got to find a uh, way to, to divert his attention again. Yeah, another sacrifice, you say? <laughs> you don't know anything about that. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just out of character. Ernest is saying that. <laughs> so Albert is extracting himself at the moment, standing up and getting his chains off, coming towards you, Russ. And Albert goes, ooh, big clap, big thunder. That's right, and big he, thunder. And he, he claps you on the back and he goes, you big thunder. I love that's that, right. uh, big thunder. Uh, that's right, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cover the, the hatches down to the bilges. <clears throat> so you're moving then to cover the hatches down in the cargo hold to the bilge? Yes. There should be two of them. I think Russell can cover one and Owlbear can cover the other. We'll say Sundara and Crimson are still moving something over in place over the hatch. Sure. What's Dana up to this uh, round? So Sundara and Cog are blocking one one of the officers' uh, exits, and I've just heard a big boom. Oh, yeah. Clearly down from the cargo deck. Not a big boom. A big clap of thunder. Ah. Uh. I'm guessing I can't see very much, so I I just yell, "Sound off!" so I can hear who's who is up here. Is that all you're going to spend this time doing? Um, assuming everyone sounds off. I'm just wondering because that that'll take some that'll take some time to hear from everybody, right? So I was just wondering if there's any particular action you wanted to take for this round. Narratively, I think that's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know what's going on. I don't know that Russ can do that. I just heard an explosion down down from below us. So I think, yeah. Yep. Sure. That tracks. You you certainly hear everybody sound off. Um, 
everybody who's supposed to be down here seems accounted for because it's open to the cargo hold down here. So you do hear Rosie and, and Russ. I thought they, I thought Rosie and Russ were in a different place. They're Sorry. in the cargo hold, which is right below you, which is open on this deck right here. Okay. There's an opening down to the cargo deck. Right. You could see Rascal if she looks over. Oh, oh yeah. So I hear, I hear all my friendly sounding off. Yeah. And uh, give me a notice roll. Mm-hmm. Move that sheet out of the way. That's a five. I can do better. I think I can do better. That's a three. Fives and threes, man. I'm keeping the... You begin to hear some indistinct shouting from beneath the hatch that Sundara and Crimson have. And with that, we will end the session here tonight. As you seemingly have the officers locked up, Torland's working on, but there is a thunderclap that's happening, so we will see what happens with Mr. Lagra and the rest of the officers come next week. I'm happy about it. Thunder. <laughs> as long as you play the four cellos version. That was better yeah. than the original. Yeah, no, totally. I'm Kevin playing Ruskell. I'm Michael with Torlin. Ernesto with Truco. I'm Ellie bringing you Dana. Oh, and also Rosie. <laughs> Are we doing this? Saying, oh, God. Um, get no. a whole crew to get through your next <laughs> And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Thank you for listening to uh, Savage Tales of Eberron, Mourners of Lazar. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye.